listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. So today, I want to get into the title um, that you saw called Kingdom Over Culture, because I'm getting really ticked off at the things that I am seeing. Leanne said, I created a YouTube channel and uploaded all my testimony videos from Facebook yesterday. Look, she was on it. Already done it. Less than 24 hours. And it was way easier than I ever thought. It's basic, but done. And then there you go. And you've got a platform, Lene. uh, I'm sorry, Lennon, for you to get your testimony out there, whether family agrees with it or not. Like we read yesterday in First Peter, that's not who you're trying to please. You want to make sure you please the Lord, and that's all that matters. Okay, so getting into today. Um, yeah, so welcome to 2021, and um, all crap has hit the fan, it feels like. And we are just in this um, type of culture where we're called the cancel culture. And it's absolutely taking me off. And it is uh, not a way for this generation that is, is being raised to live, and it's dangerous. It's a very, it's a very dangerous mindset to have this um, cancel culture, living in offense. Uh, I can't handle anything. I'm, I'm going to just uh, remember, uh, you know, who, who, who in the past ticked me off or I didn't even experience it, but you know, um, my past generations experienced it. So I'm just going to make sure I, you know, take this, uh, you know, with me for the rest of my life. And I'm not saying that there are certain things, uh, from our history that should ever be forgotten, uh, but definitely not used, um, the wrong way that it's being used right now. And this cancel culture, it is uh, actually, I mean, like, it angers my, my being on the inside of me and that my kids for sure will not act <laughs> the way that this society is acting. I want nothing to do with them. I want <laughs> no, no way should we ever look like this world. Look with me in John 17, 16. We have the prayer of Jesus. Red letters, super important. Jesus is saying this. I'm actually going to go up a couple verses. But he's, Jesus is saying, Now I'm coming to you. I told them many things while I was with them in this world so they would um, be filled with my joy. I've given them your word. This is Jesus praying to his heavenly Father. I've given them your word. And the world hates them. Who's them? You, Christians. The world hates you. The world hates me. The Bible says the world hates them because they do not belong to the world. Just as I do not belong to the world. 
I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. Verse 16, they do not belong to this world any more than I do. We don't belong to this world. I don't play by the world's rules. I don't listen to what the world suggests I need to do in my life. We're not even from the same mold. Why on earth would I take their opinion? Why on earth? They would lead me down the wrong path and just look what's going on. And they're leading thousands upon thousands and millions of people down the wrong path. And this cancel culture, this idea has to stop, has to stop. You know, I know a lot of people don't think it's a big deal. I've even spoken with Christians that will be like, oh, it's really not that big of a deal. You know, it's just this movement and da 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 Let me tell you, as a child of God, it's a massive deal. That you should not be this person that's off canceling everything you hear I mean, like, you can't even say anything on um, TV, right? Or TV, on broadcasts, on Instagram, on anything without, you know, if you mention COVID, then all of a sudden there's like this automatic thing that goes at the bottom of your post to make sure you know, here's a link you can click to because I'm going to push this into you and it's going to be what I want you to hear. Or, you know, like uh, Jonathan the other day on stereo with Pastor Rodney and, you know, the question came up of a vaccine and they, they, they just norm, normally answered it, not even a big deal. And then like on his stereo account, then now he's banned for 24 hours. And it's like, are you kidding me? You don't like what I have to say, so you're going to cancel it. You can't cancel the Word of God. You can't cancel it. It is what it is. It's alive and powerful, and nothing can kill it. So we're going to have to get over this in this generation that cancel culture is okay because it's extremely dangerous grounds. And I'm only going to take uh, three points that came to me when I was thinking of this. That there's definitely far more, but I mean, you know, what we have time for this morning will be the three three main points that I'm going to go over with you. And the reason you shouldn't be a part of cancel culture is one, offense. Okay? It's going to cause offense. Two, it's going to bring up, it's bringing up the past. I'm going to talk about, you know, how the past, there's a part of the past that's good, and then we got to leave the past in the past. So I'm going to go over that. And unforgiveness. Those are three dangerous grounds to walk in as a believer. Three dangerous grounds to walk in as a believer. And I'm going to go through them because they will prohibit you from moving forward in the things of God. They'll prohibit you from receiving your miracles. And they're going to prohibit you from from walking rightfully in your covenant as a Christian on this earth. Because all you're going to do is cancel everything out. But you know what? You're going to end up canceling out the blessings of God in your life and canceling out the things that are meant for you. And you're going to bring into your life the wrong things. You're going to cancel the right things and bring into your life the wrong things. If you don't get this in check, if you don't teach your children this, to follow the ways of this whole cancel culture that's uh, trying to creep into everyone's mind. 
it's like I just want to take stock in the tissue company and buy a bunch of tissues for everybody because everyone's crying over every single thing because they didn't get their way. It's like we're raising a bunch of spoiled brats out there and they don't get their way. They're falling on the floor kicking and screaming. Everybody needs a spank. Everyone needs a spank. Just come to my house. I got lots of belts <laughs> and wooden spoons. <laughs> so the first one. I'm going to go over because these choices, if we don't change these choices, if we don't change these choices, our prayers are going to be hindered from being answered. Miracles will not operate in our life. And you're going to be kept out of the presence of God. And those are three dangerous places to be. And I'm not having it. I'm not having it in, in, in my house. I'll tell you that right now. My kids aren't going to act that way. Uh, I'm not having it. I'm not having this where, you know, my kids are easily offended by everything. I'm not having it. I'm not going to act that way. I know definitely my husband does not act that way. And we're just not, we're not doing it. So this is something we need to make sure that this way of life, that we show that kingdom principles, kingdom minded, we're kingdom. We operate by the kingdom of God in our life, in every action, in every thought that we do. Yes, Christian, Raybert, everyone needs a spank. <laughs> That's my line for today. Um, offense. Okay. Why is offense so dangerous? I'm going to go over to um, John 14. I'm already was in John 17. I'm going to go back a few to John 14 and get up to that. All right. Offense will stop the blessings of God from flowing in your life. It is a demonic trap by the enemy to keep the blessings of God from your life. It's a trap. And we're, we're smarter than that. We are built to be smarter than the enemy. That is like one of my big pushes is we have to have the mind of Christ. You won't get tripped up by operating with the mind of Christ. And so we have to know that offense is one of the things that happen. That's why cancer, cancel culture is so big. Everybody is so easily offended. They're so easily offended. I mean, I have never in my life. It, my mom is, is 70 years old. She's probably mad at me that I told her age online, but she's beautiful and, and kind and loving and she's active and she, you know, just everyone who knows my mom knows that she wears 70 proud. And, <laughs> but she is like, never in my life in all my years have I ever seen the craziness that's happening in this world offended over everything. I mean, the things that I'm hearing, the, the, the car Jeep wants to change their vehicle that they've had all these years to not say Cherokee anymore. Are you kidding me? Butter wants to take off an Indian off the front of the thing for Lando Lakes. Now we're taking Mr. after Mr. Potato Head. Cry me a freaking river. Are you kidding me? This is, this is crazy. 
We've got to change bottles of syrup for what? Did you, anyone ever think, probably not, instead of like getting on the bandwagon of like, yeah, I'm going to do this and yeah, we shouldn't have that on the bottle. That's demeaning. To even go back and look at the history of how Aunt Jemima got started, uh, probably not. And you would be really surprised that it's not a racist thing for the syrup. So it's like, everybody, let's go beyond what we're told from a bunch of liars and actually go and research some, some things. But this is the kind of culture that we're living in right now. And I am not, I'm not having it for this generation. We're gonna raise a bunch of crybaby punks if we don't get in order. And so far, that's what I see out there. It's insane. And just like I said earlier, a lot of people need a spank. But a fence is dangerous because it's going to keep you out of the blessings of God. And what does it do? This is what I wrote down. The devil can trap you through your offense. And what happens when you're trapped in offense? You get angry, right? You get angry. Nickelodeon was talking about pulling Chase, the police dog. And I don't even know that. I don't even know why. I don't even know off Paw Patrol. Like, I don't even, I, <laughs> Ben, <laughs> they are crybaby punks. I, I don't even know why that would do that. The dogs can't be cops. <laughs> right now, anybody can be anybody. Why can't a dog be a cop? No, I mean, I, I really don't know. I can't even think about that. It's so stupid. But you feel anger and resentment once offense sets in. Criticism builds up, right? You start to criticize. You get all these lies in your head. You're criticizing. What does that lead to? Division, rebellion, fighting. Well, hey, what does that remind you of? Division, fighting, rebellion. Oh, wait, that reminds us of our current cancel culture. So here we go. This is what offense will do. This is what offense sets in to the minds and the hearts of people, including Christians. It's so crazy that Christians are out there acting a fool like this. It's crazy. Has no representation of the things of God. And it's an embarrassment. <laughs> Carolyn's one-liner. You need a spank because you're a crybaby punk. That's it. That's it. That's all I have to say. We're done for the day. I'm closing it up. I'll come back to you on Monday. No. <laughs> so listen, those feelings, uh, anger, rebellion, division, uh, uh, resentment, all of that. What is that the opposite of? When I say these things and I'm asking you guys, think out loud and write it in the comments if that is the opposite of what. Here's a hint. It's in Galatians. I'm going to give you guys a second to answer. What is the opposite of all those feelings? The fruit of the Spirit. Those are, AJ got it. AJ got it. The fruit of the Spirit. We are to be walking in the fruit of the Spirit at all times. At all times. 
Listen, it's not, it, it never said it's going to be easy to walk in the fruit of the Spirit, but it is something that it's a must, that we must work at. And so that is how we need to govern our lives. The fruit of the Spirit is how we need to govern our lives. Not some kind of scale through this world, not what uh, society has given to us, not, you need to use the fruit of the Spirit as your guide. Am I acting in love? Do I have self-control? To me, self-control is it. Self-control is the main one, and when you have self-control, the others fall into line a whole lot easier. So that's how you govern. You, that, that's how, what's going to keep you out of offense. Are you governing what's going on, how you feel, the situation you're dealing with by the fruit of the Spirit? John 14, 15 says, If you love me, obey my commandments. If you love me, obey my commandments. Let's compare that. Let's look over in Psalm 119, 119, 165. Those who love your instructions have great peace and do not stumble. And then in, um, this is the NLT, I think it might be in ESV, maybe it's in, in, in ESV, but it says, great peace have they, oh, probably King James, because it says thy, <laughs> I didn't write down which version, because I was typing it in real fast, great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Nothing shall offend them. That's how we have to walk daily. We will get caught up in uh, this battle that's out there of cancel culture, of racism, of trying to force people to do, you know, whatever the world thinks you're supposed to do. We're going to get caught up. But you guys need to get instilled in your heart. John 14, 15 and Psalm 119, 165, because it says, Great peace have thy which love the law. And then in John 14, 15, it says, If you love me, you obey my commandments, and nothing shall offend them. When you love the word, you love to obey, you love to keep the instruction. You won't let the lies of this world steal what God has for you. Steal what, what path he has for you. Steal where he's told you to go. Steal what he's told you to say. It won't happen. It won't happen because you've blocked out the rest. You said, listen, I'm not, I'm not falling into this trap to, uh, you know, and people, because I, we don't fall into this trap and we don't go with the flow and we don't go with the masses. And, you know, people think that we don't support uh, people of other race, but that's not true. I have the love of Jesus in me. You know what that means? I support all races. 
I love them. I don't look at anyone as different. You know, I don't need um, to buy books. This was another thing that ticked me off, and I'm sorry if you did it, but I'm going to let you know. I don't need to buy books on different uh, kid books. I had parents post in this last summer. I don't need to buy kid books on uh, teaching somebody what it is to be black and what it is to, um, you know, be, be an Asian child. And they have all these books out there, you know, about the, the, the beauty of color. And, and, and then we went to go get markers the other day and they actually Crayola because Crayola came out with a box of the colors of the world. It's literally different shades of brown and peach. I mean, how many brown markers and peach markers can you actually have? Just leave it the basic colors like you used to, Crayola. This kind of stuff is so silly. My daughter, Brooklyn, her best friend in the whole entire world is black. Her name is Treasure. And she doesn't go around introducing her as my black friend. And you know why I don't have to buy those books to teach my kids about this? It's because they watch their parents, the way they act, welcome anybody of any race into their home, into their lives. We pray for anybody. We don't care what color of skin, what they look like. That's the representation that we should be giving off to friends and family and our children and our grandchildren. As we should not be pointing this stuff out like that. Yes, I teach my kids history. We just went through Abraham Lincoln and what he did for the slaves and how awful it was. You know, and I got to give Maddie and Brooklyn examples of their friends that are different races and saying, listen, if these men didn't do this phenomenal stuff in history, you wouldn't be able to have the friends you have now. Though we don't look at it that way, that's how society is. But you know what? I don't have to go around harping that into them because I live a kingdom life. You have to live a kingdom life. When you live a kingdom life, you don't have to teach on those little things. Okay? You don't have to point them out when you live a kingdom life. When you can't live a kingdom life, your heart's changed. And it says in 1 Corinthians 11:1, 1, you are to be imitators, imitators of Christ. And when you imitate Christ, nothing else is seen differently. It doesn't mean the, that, that history lessons uh, make it any better. It doesn't make that situation. But I'm just saying, you don't have to point things out and, and do that kind of stuff when you walk in a kingdom mindset and kingdom principles and a kingdom lifestyle. You don't have to take the time to point that stuff out and bring it to their attention. So offense is an action, but being offended is a choice. Write that down. Offense is an action. Being offended is a choice. What are you guys going to choose Today, it's only getting worse in the world. It, I, I just read a news article the other day. I'm not even going to mention it here because my children are, are in the studio. But I sent it to Ted and I said, listen, Jesus is for sure 
coming soon. You talk about the last, last days, like Noah's days. I sent him an article and I was like, and this was a, this was a, a law trying to be passed in New York. And I mean, it, I was like, holy cow, this is it guys. This is it. We don't have time to be playing church. We don't have time to be playing Christian lifestyle and fake one minute in front of somebody else and behind closed doors. Listen, it's in or out. It's in or out. We're not right in the line anymore. In or out. In or out. That's just how it is. And that's just straightforward how I'm going to be right now, because the things that I'm seeing, the way people are acting, what I'm reading, Jesus is coming soon and it's got to be in or out because you're only fooling yourself jesus sees what you're doing jesus sees your fakeness you might have others fooled but you ain't got jesus fooled so you better get your life right and right now and so living in offense is an action but being offended is a choice are you gonna allow what society's telling you what groups are telling you, what protesters are trying to do, run your life. Run your life and get you to go with the masses? Are you gonna be the person that's standing up when everyone else is bowing? So, someone may, con may commit an offense against you, but you get to choose whether you're offended by it. No matter what the history says, no matter what's going on in current events, you get to choose. You get to choose to be offended or not offended. All right, moving on, point number two, your past. Your past. We know in Revelation 12, 11, that it says we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So, to me, that's the time the past is okay. Okay? I, I'm never going to forget what God's brought me out of. I'm never going to forget what, um, what he did for me. I'm never going to forget the miracles I received. You know, that past thinking is okay. That's okay. But this is where we get trapped in the cancel culture wants you to focus on is always looking back over your shoulder. The shame, right? The memories, the, the bad things. So cancel culture and what's going on in the world in 2021 uh, is we're going to dig up your past. Somebody doesn't like you, where are they going to go after? Your past, right? I mean, that's what they've tried to do for every person that the media tries to take out anything that's going to get them out of the position that they're in it's bringing up their past because that is what the enemy does he brings up your past and when you have the past in your mind this is what happens it boxes you in boom you have an invisible prison now around you and all the bars say your past but guess what? Guess what the good thing is as a Christian? We don't have to dwell on our past. We don't have to remember it because Jesus has forgotten it. Our past is our past. 
Our past is our past. And he, the enemy wants you to second guess, wants you to second guess you moving forward by bringing up your past. And that's what a lot of this garbage that's going on right now does. It's bringing up people's past to take them out. And that is how the enemy takes people out all the time, all the time. He makes you feel like you can't move forward, makes you feel like you're not good enough, makes you feel like any past mistakes, you know, it just doesn't matter that the Lord forgave you. That was a serious past mistake, the enemy is going to tell you. You can't really get out of it that easy. And people who are not rooted and grounded on the word of God, what are they going to do? Yeah, you know what? You're right. No. I got too much shame. I, there's no way I can move forward. People will remember it. People who knew me are still in my life. You know, it's just I'm not I, I'm not going to be able to move forward. And the past cements your feet to where you are now. And you will not be able to move forward. You will not be able to go up in levels in life if your feet are cemented down with uh, the past. We know in Jeremiah 29 11, it says, which is one of my favorite verses, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, but to give you a future and a hope. A future and a hope. Um, I want you to write this down. I, I, I highlighted it. I wanted to see um, which one I wanted you to write first. But I want you to write this down. And I want you to not only write it in the comments, but write it, uh, you know, in your phone, on a piece of paper, you know, whatever, whatever you need to do. Your faith doesn't operate in the past. It is, or you can say faith is, the creative power to define your future. Okay? Write that down. Your, or you can make it personal. Make it personal. My faith doesn't operate in the past. My faith is the creative power to define my future. There is no faith in the past. No faith. There's none. Faith moves forward. Faith does not move backwards. And we need to be free in Christ, just like he made us. We have to stand firm, like it says in Galatians 5.1, and realize we can't be looking over our shoulder. We can't be shoulda, woulda, coulda. Uh, my past did this. This is who I, who I was, not who I am right now. This is how the devil gets everybody. Just a little word, a little nudge in your mind, just a little thought. He doesn't have to do a lot. He doesn't have to say a lot. Just a little thought gets put in your mind, and then that's all. Boom, it explodes in your mind into something else. So we have to remember, my faith 
cannot operate in the past, but my faith is the creative power for my future. For my future. All right, that was point two. So, first one was a fence. That's going to that's going to prohibit you and all the things that God has for you and then your past. Your past is that trap. Makes you sec second guess yourself, makes you unsure, makes you fearful. Those are all the opposite ways of our identity in Christ. We're never unsure when we have our identity in Christ. We're never um, confused when we know our identity in Christ. We're never dumb when we know our identity in Christ. Those are the opposite. So there is an opposite way, and that would be the world's way. And then there's the right way, which is God's way. And that's what he has for you. He doesn't want to look down and see his children struggle. See his children not walking in everything that he has for you. And so the third point that this ridiculous, not logical, cancel culture, crybabies uh, want you to act is unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is so dangerous. It's so dangerous. And it, it bothers me. I'm so saddened by the news articles and the, the things that are um, happening in this world and all the issues with the riots and the police officers and the, I mean, just everything. It's very sad to read and watch. And all these things that are happening are causing more and more unforgiveness. People are going to do wrong things. But that does not give you a license to walk in unforgiveness. It doesn't, it does not, it does not give you a license to walk in unforgiveness. Okay, so you have to really think that through. Somebody could do something extremely terrible to your family, uh, but that doesn't give you a right. You have to forgive. It is, it, it's not a choice. It is a command. You have to forgive. And so, like I read at the beginning, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. And so this whole cancel culture thing is somebody does something wrong to me and I'm not going to forgive them and this and that. And so this is what's going to happen. Uh, your health gets ruined, right? Because you're thinking, how on earth does your health get ruined for being unforgiveness? Listen, unforgiveness is a poison. It's a poison, it's a bitter resentment, and it's a nasty root. And it's a root that's thick and strong, and it will last for many years if you don't get rid of it at the very beginning. And so unforgiveness is 
Very, very dangerous. Go to Mark 11. Mark 11. Far. Mark 11. And people have read this scripture and people know this scripture and, you know, people preach on it with saying and believing. But let's look at what it says. Mark eleven twenty two. Then Jesus said to the disciples, have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. Wait, hold on. We got to keep reading. Because that stuff will operate and happen for you. But first, we got to go to the next verse. But when you're praying, first forgive anyone you're holding a grudge against. So your father in heaven will forgive your sins too. How can your heavenly father forgive your sins if you don't forgive other people's sins? I mean, for, I mean forgive other people. How can he forgive your sins if you can't forgive other people? You guys are going to have to separate. Too much talking. My kids are with me today. No more. Okay. See, I still have to be mom on the broadcast. (laughs) And so you have to look at that. Read that. Read that verse. Mark 11, 26, 26. Clearly that it will hinder what? The operation of faith. You can't think your prayers are going to get answered. You can't think healing is going to flow through your body. You can't think that, you know, stuff is going to manifest so wonderful in your life when you're harboring unforgiveness. You ain't moving mountains. You're not moving diddly squat until you have walking forgiveness on everything that somebody has done to you. Not just the big things. Not just the small things. Like I said, no action, no action that somebody does gives you a license to walk in unforgiveness. We have to obey. Because what did John say in 17? If you love me. So at the end of the day, who do you love the most? The Lord? Your Savior? Who do you love the most? You have to operate in his commands to receive what he has for you. As, a, as long as you hide the word of God in your heart, and like I said, be imitators of Christ in 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, then we are not going to look like the masses. I, I refuse. I refuse. Refuse. And you have to get this in your mindset. Get this in your body. Get this in your, your spirit, your soul, your mind, your every being. Say it every day. I refuse. Refuse to look like everybody else. 
in Matthew 5.14. I'm going to wrap it up here. Matthew 5.14. You, oh, hold on. We've got Jesus again saying the red words. Pretty important. I wouldn't discredit the rest of the black words. <laughs> Very important too. But really take note. Really, really take note. When you have the voice of the Lord speaking directly to you, you are the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. Is that what you represent today? Are you that city? Are you that light on a hilltop that can't be hidden? Or do you look like everybody else? When society says, hey, we're, we're, we're against this movement. Let's put a color square on our Instagram and our Facebook page because, you know, that's just, that, that's what's going to change this world. Oh, I'm sorry. What is this? April 2021? Did all those color squares and everything that everybody wanted to so powerfully put on a t-shirt at jobs change what's going on? No, none of that stuff is going to change the heart of man. There's one thing that's going to change the heart of man. The word of God. That is it. Being saved, being set free, knowing what the word of God says about your life, knowing what your benefits are. That's what's going to change man. Not a color square on your Instagram or your Facebook or saying I got a tagline on my shirt or a yard sign. Give me a break. Get out of this movement. Get out of this that I've got to act like I've got to... Um, you know, show my support for everything. You guys are showing support over more stuff than you're showing support for the word of God. Be a Christian. Be a city set on a hill. I'm sorry. It's just working me up because this is what I see. Be the light. You ever have those lights where it's, um, uh, I do because I'm always cleaning them off, but your lights by your porch and stuff like that. It attracts bugs. It attracts things you don't want. That's it. That's what a light does. You're a light and you're going to attract bugs. <laughs> you're going to attract the things that need to be drawn to the light, that need to come to the light, that need to know the Jesus. Now, be a representation because why on earth? People want to know why your Jesus is so good. Be a light on a city set on a hill that can't be hidden. And so when people want to know your Jesus, there's a reason they want to know your Jesus. Why are you different? Why are you not blending in with the masses? Why is it that you can be a black man and a black woman and you're not offended by what's going on in society? Why can you be um, uh, Asian and not be offended what's going on in society? Hey, white people get it too. Why can I be Caucasian? Why can I be white and not be offended what's going on in society? Because I'm kingdom-minded. I live kingdom life. 
I live a kingdom lifestyle. I have a kingdom heart. I have a kingdom mindset. I have a kingdom mouth. That's why I am not easily offended. I'm not moved by the past. And I will not walk in unforgiveness. Right? That is how we have to be. We have to be a Christian that the world wants to be like. If we look like everybody else and we look like we're a part of this world, why would they want to know the Jesus I serve? If I walk around sick and look like everyone else who doesn't have a redeemer, why do they want to know my Jesus? What's different? If I walk around depressed, and I walk around sad, and I walk around anxious, and I walk around like my joy is easily, why would they want to serve the Jesus I serve? They could just live life normal. That's how everyone else acts. Angry, sad, depressed, suicide. I mean, all of that has nothing the way we are to act as a representation of Christ. It is time. It's time. Everyone that's watching, it is time. Everyone that's listening to this replay, it is time that we are not called, not called to be culturally or politically correct. How should we be? Spiritually correct. That's it. Christians are not called to be culturally or politically correct. We are called to be spiritually correct. We can operate at full potential when we're not spiritually correct. When we're off, our thinking is off. When our doctrine's off, our belief is off. Be focused in your mind to be spiritually correct. Make a point. I don't care about the way society's going. I don't care what their boo-hoos are. I don't care what they're mad about. I'm not letting that seep into my mind, seep into my family, teach my children those ways. I'm not having it. Draw the line in the sand. We're living for Jesus. This is what we're supposed to look like. This is what we're supposed to say. This is how we're supposed to be. And that's it. Period, end of sentence, end of discussion, my final statement. That is how we are supposed to be. Spiritually, kingdom, correct. Jesus laid his life down. The mercy and the grace that he has given to us. What he did for us on the cross. And we're going to walk around and act like we can't give mercy and grace. <laughs> I feel sorry for anybody. Actually, I don't feel sorry. Maybe I should. It's not very Christ-like. <laughs> for people who are going to go around thinking that this cancel culture is okay. Because it's not. It's not. And we have to learn that kingdom overrides. Kingdom is greater than. Kingdom 
is taken over and the culture, we're not letting it creep in to our lives and to our minds and to our daily activities. We're not. We're not buying into the media garbage. We're not buying into what they're saying. We're not doing it. Everybody needs to take a stand. Everyone else is so vocal about what they want in life, what their ailments are. Everyone else is so vocal about what uh, issues they have. Christians, where's your voice? Christians, let's do something. We have the power of the Holy Spirit. Where's our boldness? These people don't even have the Holy Spirit and look how bold they are. Just think about how much more bold when you have the power of the Holy Spirit. So let's be that city set on a hill because we're not of this world. We're visitors. We're visitors. But let's be a representation of where we come from, right? Let's be a representation of where we come from. So let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for each and every person watching, listening on the replay. Thank you, Lord, that this message gets instilled in their mindset. And no more. We will not let the trap of the enemy take us out. We will not let a fence set in. We choose to not be offended. Offenses will come. Offenses will try. The enemy will set those traps for us to de be derailroaded off of what God's called us to do. But we are a victory tribe. We are not buying in to the devil's lies. We will not walk in offense. Thank you, Lord, that our past, you've set us free from it. Mercy and grace, what you did on the cross, Lord, you died for our sins. But as you also died for our sins, you've became our redeemer, our savior, our comforter. You've become our healer, our provider. So thank you, Lord, that we will not dwell on the past of what we did wrong. We'll only think about our past of our testimonies, what you brought us from, what you've healed us from, what you've provided for us. We will continue to give you praise for those, but we will not let the enemy bind us up and put us in an invisible prison of our past anymore. There's no shame. There's no remembrance on your part, Lord. So we ask now, that as we move on into unforgiveness, that if there's anything holding back in our hearts, that as we look over today and we scan through quickly, if there's anything that's uh, holding us back from moving forward, Lord, I ask now that we have forgiveness for the wrong that's been done to us. Whether it is in our past or whether it is current in today, we won't be tripped up because we know what your word says in Mark 11. We can't operate in our faith, our full potential, what you've called us to do. We can't move mountains if we're going to be harboring, uh, harboring unforgiveness. So, Lord, I ask you now, if anyone is uh, in that position where there's something that's bothering them that they're holding on to, that they release it today in the mighty name of Jesus. It's a new leaf turning it over and we're moving forward in the things of God. Thank you, Lord, that you've made us strong in the power of your might. You've made us to walk upright. 
You've made us to walk different than everybody else. We have a Holy Ghost backbone, Lord, that sets us to walk tall and proud, to operate with your power. Thank you, Lord, that as we go about each and every day, that we live by the fruit of the Spirit. We love you, Lord. We love you so much, and we will obey your commands, and we will get to eat the fruit of the goodness of walking in your word. In the mighty name of Jesus, we all agree, and we say amen. Amen, amen, amen. I want to see it. I want to see your hands, emojis dancing. I want to see the word amen because that shows me that there is unity, there is strength, and we're in this together. That's right, Nancy. That's right, Rose, Todd, and Janine, Leslie, Jacqueline. I love you guys. Kayla, that's right. Amen, amen, and amen. What does amen mean? So be it. It seals it. It's the punctuation on the end of it. And that is what it is. Amen and amen. That's right. Ashley, Ann, AJ, Laura, Teresa, Daniela, Tracy, Sarah. I get to see you soon, Sarah. <laughs> Looking forward to a powerful week. A powerful, powerful week in Rockford, Illinois, which is coming up this Saturday we fly out. We start Sunday through Friday. Anybody in Michigan, Chicago, I mean anywhere, fly in. Get a ticket. Be in revival services. I mean, this is it. I told you, Jesus is coming back soon. We're not playing games. It is what it is. This is it. This world is coming to an end, and we're on the right side. And that's a good feeling. And revival is happening, and you got to jump in the river. When the river is flowing... You jump in it. You don't sit on the side and sunbathe. <laughs> you jump in what God's doing. You be a part of it. You be a part of the move. Now I'm telling you, this generation, the revival's happening. Imagine all the Christians coming together and setting a blaze to this world. And that's what we're called to do. So the river is flowing. We don't have to pray for revival. We don't have to say, well, when it comes, it's here. Jump in the flow. Jump in the river. Hallelujah. I feel it today. Tiffany's probably like, holy cow, you have yelled the entire time. And it's why she took off her headphones. <laughs> but you know what? I felt it. I was just praying this morning and I'm just tired of what that's why one of my taglines on all my stuff is finish him finish him who the devil that little punk of like my daughter says little bitty little raisin he's really tiny and he's old and he's demented looking and he's squishy and he's got you know crazy looking eyes whatever she says on her miracle word kids videos when she describes the enemy but that's exactly what he is he's nothing he has no power he's powerless in case anyone didn't know what no power meant that means nothing zilch nothing at all he's a little punk and i don't have time for that i got time for what god's called us to do what he's called me to do and so we are jumping in and you guys are the victory tribe there's a strength on you today. For some reason, I feel like it's Friday. I was going to tell you to have a good weekend, but it's not. 
But at this moment, with this strength, I'm going to give you the opportunity to sew. Sewing is important. Sewing above your tithe is what brings the increase, the overflow, the extra. Tithing does not bring in the overflow and the extra. Tithing is what keeps you out of the curse. Tithing is what we are commanded to do. It's a small portion of what we get, 10%, but the overflow, the extra, the harvest that's coming in to your life is by giving above and beyond your tithe. So thank you for the ones who are giving uh, by way of web, um, the ones who have given, donate today, but jump in and be a part of what God is doing. We're on television. We're feeding kids every day with Lester Summerall's um, program, which you see the video that we air at the, the end of the broadcast. Um, besides TV, there's new doors that are opening for us. There's things that, you know, God has asked us to do that we are praying and believing and stepping out into, even though we don't announce everything that God has told us to do because we don't have a release from him to do it. And we have to live by his instruction. But you get to be a part of every time we're moving up, everywhere we're going, all the souls that are being saved, what's getting out there, the Miracle Word Kids stuff, uh, the, the new ministries that we're starting. Uh, it's just like you are a part of that and we thank you. So pray about it. What does God want you to sow today? Daily giving brings in daily harvest. People will sow a large seed one time a year or they'll sow largely here and there and then there's a big gap from when their harvest is coming and they're wondering and when I got the revelation of seed time and harvest and it's one of the main messages um, that I was able to sit under with uh, Bishop Rick, my current pastor, when I was a kid, then under uh, Pastor Terry Shuttlesworth and then under Bishop Rick again that it's become a daily thing for us, that there's not a day that Ted and I aren't sewing money. Money. We sew other things. Clothes, shoes, I mean, other things. But there's not a day that we don't have it hooked up where we are not sewing daily. We've made it a point because guess what? We've got things to do and no time to waste. And I want my harvest back daily. I can't be waiting, you know sowing at the beginning of the year and then getting a harvest in fall. <laughs> nope, I need to come back daily. God's asked us to do things, help people, you know, go through with his God ideas. And that is exactly uh, why it's important to do a constant cycle of giving. So thank you. Thank you for being a part of what we do. Thank you for pushing us out there. Thank you for believing in us, praying for us. Truly, truly love you. I look forward to seeing you uh, this year at some of our meetings. I really pray that you get to our schedule um, on miracleword.com. Look at the schedule. See what you can be a part of. And that changes. So like what you see now, go back and keep going to it because things get added throughout the year and we might be near you. And even if we're not, let's go. Fly to it. We want to see you. Um, also, I'm coming up. Oscar made mention on Facebook. He goes to World Harvest. I will be at World 
Harvest uh, Church in Roswell, Georgia, on April 24th from 10 to 1. It's going to be a brunch. Just spoke to um, the pastor that's a head of that yesterday. They are so excited. We already have over 100 women registered and more are signing up. They're going to have, I mean, this is just one of my favorite churches. It's like going back for family for me. I love, love, love World Harvest in Roswell, Georgia. And they do everything with excellence, everything with excellence. So it's going to be a phenomenal day for women. And we're leaving strengthened. We're leaving empowered. We're leaving encouraged. We're leaving healed. We're leaving full of faith. Because if we're not, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? So I, that's the question I'm leaving you with today. If that's not how you feel when, you know, and sometimes when you leave, uh, does cash up have to be all caps? No. It just has to be dollar sign MW give, uh, lowercase or, or not. Um, look, Leslie's coming. She's coming to the meeting that we're having in May. We're going to be at Horseheads in May. We're going to be there for Friday night, Saturday night, two services, Sunday morning. That's going to be a blowout. So, so get on there. Check the schedule. See what you can get to. I want to see you there. I want to meet you. I want to hug you. Um, and so make sure to join us. But we will be back in the office again tomorrow at 1030. Ted will be here. Don't forget, yesterday was uh, Wednesday. So what does that mean? New Miracle Word Kids came out. Get your free Bible study, your free YouTube video. Subscribe. Show Alex, Maddie, Brooklyn, and Teddy your love by subscribing. They love to check those numbers. It excites them. I hear about it all the time when the numbers go up. Um, and get the app, Miracle Word. We've made it super easy that you can go straight to our app, to the kids section, and watch any of the videos. Your kids can watch them in the car, on your phone, on their tablet. And then also get the Bible study. See what, what the Bible study that we have goes along with each video. So it gives them a week in between videos um, to go through the Bible study on the topic that we're doing. And there's a Bible verse. We have it really cute. And we've made it where you can cut out the Bible verse. It's, it's like a graphic that they can cut out. I know some people have bought like the cheap laminators from Target or Amazon and they laminate them for their kids. So they have this nice laminated Bible verse card that they can keep and go over for memorization for your kids so they can get the word in them. This week we're talking about insecurity and we included special declarations for your kids. Uh, so when they question, am I, uh, am I not talented enough? If, am, am I not good enough? Am I not pretty? And why do I feel anxious? Or when does this thought come in my head? Bam, we've got scripture to knock that right out. Out of here. Those are the lies of the enemy. And these are what your kids are going to know about themselves and what God says about them. So they can live in confidence, they can live in boldness, and they can move forward and not be trapped by the thoughts of insecurity. Um, so get that today. That's all free. All that information is free for your kids. MiracleWordKids.com and there's a bunch of stuff uh, that we have for them. So uh, is Horseheads in New York? Yes. If you go to our schedule, Bonnie, uh, the address is on there and all the information and that is in New York. It's kind of near the borderline of Pennsylvania. 
Um, so that's what Kayla did. I laminated the identity in Jesus scriptures and hung them up. Same for the spirit. So, so that's it. And Kayla, she goes to um, the church we're going to be at at the end of May. And she sent me a phenomenal testimony that when Alex and Maddie did the salvation video, she played it for, um, now Kayla, was it 12 kids or 10 kids? Uh, put, pop that up there for me. Um, but she played the salvation YouTube video that Miracle Word Kids did in her class when she was teaching. And I think it was like 10 or 12 kids, uh, 12 kids, Kayla said, just on that Miracle Word Kids video, 12 kids now have a ticket into heaven. Praise God. Praise God. My eyes teared up when I read that email. I was like, oh my gosh. So 12 kids, they were, uh, they were second to third grade kids. 12 of them now are on their way to heaven. That is a huge deal. So that is what these videos and the Bible study are doing. They're getting the word out on what God has for your children. So make sure you get that. I love you guys. I will see you tomorrow back at two o'clock in the studio for my broadcast. And I pray you guys all have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.